Hello, we're up to day four of Cup Week. Flemington Carnival is coming to a close as we draw in Stakes Day. It's now the Championships Day. So welcome in Andrew Hawkins. Great to have you here, mate. Oh, it's good to be with you again. That's, oh, it's been great to catch up with you this week. It has, hasn't it? I mean, that's it's been, been too what, long. It's been like Melbourne Cup Carnival, hasn't it? It's been a, a chance to be able to actually see people again. And it feels like it's been forever. It's been three years. Since, uh, <laughs> it has been of, three years. But it's just, it's, it feels like it's been forever. And it's great to have that opportunity to connect with people again from Australia and around the world. Yeah, well, you travel every second week, mate. So you're used to it. But us in Melbourne, we're uh, we Just haven't isolated. been out. We haven't been out much for <laughs> two years. So uh, it is really good. What a huge week! How are you faring? You tired? You exhausted? Fatigued? Yeah. Exhausted. Um, not are quite... you as exhausted as Kiramara and Dave Eustace? You saw them. We're recording this on Wednesday night. So are you, <laughs> <laughs> you saw them today. I've seen How them today. are they faring after their cup win? I think the comment from Kieran Maher is the horses pulled up better than the trainers, and I think that's that's probably a fair comment. They uh, they are a bit a bit croaky. I don't know if they've slept much, uh, but probably you know not. what? If if I was in their position, I'd be the same. Um, I'd be enjoying it for everything it's worth. Yeah, worth. I mean, the strapper um, who is Mitch Connors, who's the son of Mark Connors and the grandson of Clary Connors, so very much a racing yes, family. Yeah. Um, he was in bed early last night and he was there at 3.30 this morning. So, wow. You know, he, someone's got to do it. Someone's got to do it. And, uh, yeah, congratulations to him. But, no, Kieran and David, they were absolutely loving life and why wouldn't you? Congratulations to my mate Glenn Ingram as well. He's worked with Betfair. Um, huge for mm. high emotion around 30. I spoke to him today and he didn't sleep all that much. He had a quiet night. He was home early, but he's just excited. It took him a while to settle. So well, good on him. You Huge know, run. If, if I was as him, um, again, congratulations, Glenn. That was an, a phenomenal run, uh, really. The way that she savaged the line, you just have to go, wow. Like, it was that amazing. Was, it was. It, I mean, you know, no matter no matter whether it was a good Melbourne Cup or it wasn't or, or what have you, yep. the fact that you can see a horse finishing off like that I mean, that, that's what you love to see. And, I mean, she may not have won, but she definitely won plenty of admirers, that's for sure. A huge run. I don't know how Mara and Eustace do it. It's an incredible effort to get those two to run so well on the big day. They peak on grand final day for sure. Let's get to the Labian Hawk. Um, obviously, we're probably tired and grumpy come this stage of the, the week. There's going to be plenty of uh, lays next week, I'll tell you what, when we're <laughs> grumpy. But um, the size of your laptop, that's the first lay. That's the... You've borrowed Carl's laptop. It's the biggest laptop in the history of the world. It is, isn't it? I'm trying to peek over it. I'm trying to see this little, uh, you know, laser tag cup <laughs> that uh, is here, and I can't really see it. You know, it's the closest I'm going to get to any trophy this week. But, you know, it's it's like trying to reach over over a, a giant brick wall here. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to know what Carl's watching on that big screen. But uh, <laughs> he's in Labian. Um, now, Cup Day. Yeah. You had a a winner. It may have paid a very big price, and we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, Hi, Claire. Bartholomew Dias, you yeah. were on the show. I'm still yeah. waiting for the text. The fans are still waiting for your... Apologies. Your message through, tipping it to us at 50s or 60s or whatever it was. We saw you celebrating in the yard again, and we come in here on Wednesday. You've had a fill-up, and I'm left in the lurch. Well, look, thought we were friends, mate. We are friends. We are You're friends. In the to be frank, we were looking. In, you bought yourself some new shoes too. Well oh, done. I did. I, well, no, I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't bring the Jonas again. That was. Uh, and the reason I'm borrowing Carl's laptop is my laptop would have ended up in the lay bin because it is an absolute Cut. wreck. It's uh, it's broken uh, in in five different ways. So, uh, thanks, Carl, for allowing me to use the laptop. <laughs> but um, no, look with Bart. Um, Oh, look, he's a he's a decent little horse, but he just needs everything to go right. He's he's a bit of an enigma. Um, 
I'm I'm proud of the fact he managed to win that race because did you have something on a little bit? The thing is that we had yeah, a that we makes had a, me filthier. Well, we had we had a chat about it a couple of months ago with Annabelle. I wonder and, why you said it a good day. Well, it was it was a, it was an okay day. It would have been nicer if Smoke and Romans had won. But oh, of course, uh, we were we were talking about this race a couple of months ago and saying you know, with the five diamonds in Sydney, it might just cut up. He'd won at Flemington before, but the proviso was we wanted to run him on a good track or a, at least a soft five. Um, as the rain was falling yesterday, we actually talked about. Do we take him out? Do we scratch him? Amazing. And uh, in the end, we decided, no, look, may as well give him his go. Um, Tommy rode him great. Good win. Um, it was a good win. He's he's that sort of horse, though. Um, I think we've, he's an eight-year-old, and we're only just figuring him out now. Um, he's been tried over staying trips. He came here with two-mile form from the UK. He doesn't see out a mile and a half. He barely sees out 10 mm. uh, at 2,000 metres. He's, he's a genuine miler, 1,800-metre, fresh horse. And I think now that we found the key to him, we might get six months of being able to enjoy that before he retires. But he's a stakes winner now, and and you would never have thought it uh, going back eighteen months ago. Well done, mate! Congratulations. You got anything for the lay-in? Or look, I'm going to put in uh, Kieran Maher and David Eustace, but not for the reason that everyone's oh, uh, everyone's thinking. Uh, as you said, I saw them today, and and they were talking there with the media. And uh, actually, I'll put Kieran and I'll keep David out because, uh, look, they're both great guys. But uh, Kieran was asked, who does he think is going to win the 2023 Cup from his stable? He said, Smoke and Romans. I'm going to be... Uh, You're against that. You're laying Smoke and Romans. Well, I'm, I'm going to be filthy. I, I was on him this year and mm. nothing to show for it. And if he comes out and wins next year, exactly right. I'm going uh, to be crying into my, uh, into my beer there. What did you make, just quickly, before we move on, what did you make of the Melbourne Cup? Obviously, you tipped Smoke and Romans. Um I didn't. I couldn't have had Gold Trip in a million years. The way he ran the tenth fastest final two hundred metres Crawford Cup, he didn't exactly savage the line. He's gone from twenty four hundred up to two mile and one like far lap. Um, I did not see that coming. And yeah, what what do you make of it? Well, I was thinking when he raced to the front at the three hundred metres, he had an emissary chasing. You thought emissary uh, was going to run past it? Well, yes, I did. Well. Yeah. Yes and no. I, I thought something was going to run past. I didn't think Emissary would. I, I didn't think he'd see out the trip either. Um, but nothing was coming. I've I've been taught so many times: do not sack horses on something that they haven't done. And I should take that. I should learn to take that. That's advice. good advice. Um, we had this. I had this chat with um, Dave Strillo about wet track form. Yeah. Um, do you mark them to, if they haven't raced on a wet track? How do you know they don't get through it? And that's it. You'd, and it's the same with two miles. You just don't know. It's a different dynamic. Um, obviously, this was the first time this spring that we've seen one of these features run at a decent tempo, uh, especially with Knight's Order. I love the tactics. Oh, oh it was fantastic. It was yep. No, you know what? It was it was great to see them try something, especially once Knight's Order didn't muster. Um, yeah. It wasn't first past the post the first time around, which I think many people thought either he or Serpentine would be. Um, it was Smoke and Romans in front mm. first time around. Uh, and so I think that once that uh, pressure was applied, it really changed the dynamic of the race. And we saw, um, yeah, we saw different different tactics come to the fore. We saw different horses' strengths come to the fore than what we've seen. Um, if you'd asked me at the 400 metres, would Gold Trip run this out? I would have said no, um, but he proved me wrong. Stable will do it again. They do. And and look, congratulations. He was the right form horse. I wasn't worried about the weight. I wasn't worried about anything. Um, he, he was bringing the right form lines. It was just that 3,200 metres that made me want to take him on. Um, but for the second year in a row, the eventual winner, I've had seventh in my predictions. So maybe back to seventh, back next, to year. seventh next year, I think, is the there, uh, is the idea. There you go. Well, let's get to Champions Day. Um, rail, we're thinking, might be in the two-meter position, but we're not sure. Three unbelievable group ones and three stars of the turf engaged on a, a great day. We've got Nature Strip, Animo, who is a champion in his own right, um, 
And then we've got Cascadian, Private Eye, Alligator Blood, uh, Maya Oberon in the uh, Champions Mile. It's a brilliant, brilliant day. We'll focus on the three features. I don't know if you've done any other form, but the three features, the Champions Sprint, 1,200 metres, race six on the card. Unbelievable race. It's as good as the Everest. Uh, obviously, we've got the, the Everest winner in Giga Kick here and then the Everest favourite in Nature Strip. Which way are you leaning? It's a great race, as you say. It's fantastic to see. So many different form lines represented. Uh, it's good to see that that Manicato form represented through the likes of Bella and Nipitina. Extremely well to oh, put her case forward she, here. She was huge. Um, Levante, who we saw uh, come over for the new market and Rock and Horse, who we know so good down mm. the straight. Um, lofty Strike coming from the Coolmore. So we're actually going to see a real championship race here. We get to see all of these horses from these different form lines converge and it's going to be a cracking race. Um, I mean, for me, Nature Strip's the one to beat. Um, I don't think there's anything surprising about that. He's so good down the straight. Um, we've seen him time and time again um, come off these performances. I think the only query people had going into the Everest was that he was second up and his second up form wasn't quite as strong as it had been. I, he I wasn't think, really second up as and that's what And that was what I always said to people yeah. was that in my mind, he was coming off that England campaign. It wasn't a long winter. It wasn't yeah. a long winter. A second up, yeah, and that was – anyone who said that to me, I said before the race, well – it's different. Again, it's different. Yeah. Um, and and to be fair, if if he'd been able to get on the track, he probably wins. Um, it was a it was a very good run. I mean, he's been beaten less than a length after being wide all the way in a high pressure race. Um, Giga kick, uh, having the last shot at him, and obviously in that good form. We saw when it's not just uh, Frank his form when running well in the Coolmore last week. Yep. Private Eye coming out with that sensational win. We'll talk about him in a moment. Uh, Marzu as well running very well last week in the uh, Nature Strip Stakes. To me, it's it's all about nature strip here. But if something else could put their hand up, it's going to be exciting for the next twelve months. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I don't know what to make of the nature strip run in the Everest. On first look, you saw Eduardo drop out, and everyone was saying they must have gone really quickly. Eduardo pulled up lame. You look at the sectionals; they went one point four lengths faster than benchmark to the six hundred, and uh, and two point one lengths home. So they didn't exactly go breakneck speed. I know he was trapped deep, but. He was obviously run down. I thought he was a little bit disappointing um, based yep. on the, the time and data, but he, he probably wasn't on the track. Now, just on this, Black Caviar won this in 2010, mm -hmm. this race. she was That was her first Group 1 victory. That's right, obviously it was. Obviously, we know what she went on to do. Redzel, in the uh, first ever Everest, won the double, so won, won the, the Everest into this, and Giga Kick's looking to replicate that. Nature Strip won this race last year as well, obviously. Um, Giga Kick meets Nature Strip half kilo worse at the weights for that win. I'm with Nature Strip here. I think he started a short price favourite for a reason. He's the best horse, best sprinter in the world. Uh, I think he's entitled to, to come up favourite. It's just about price, 250 260 I could take. He's pretty short now. Um, so I think he's clearly the horse to beat. It's a great race. I can't wait for it. You're happy to take notice Strip at the price? Yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, to me, as I say, it's one of these races where Nature Strip's the bet, but I'd love to see something step up and, and really challenge him and, and stamp themselves as a, as a possible future star. And there are any number of them here that could do that. I couldn't take even money, but if he gets out at 250, I'm happy to have a bet on Absolutely. Nature Strip. Um, Gig Kick, obviously, star horse undefeated. Bellin and Patinas adds a lot of interest here. Um, obviously, uh, it was fantastic last start in the Manicado uh, when it was run Saturday, race at 11 on Cox Plate Day. Uh, she's gone to another level. She has. Straight tracks query? It is. Uh, I mean, Nature Strip had, what, uh, three and a half lengths or so on her last year mm. um, in this race, or I think it was closer to four lengths. Um, and, and so for me, that is a query. I think the other query too, I think 
she clearly flies on on that ground that she got the other day. Um, I, I mean, I don't think she's she's terrible on top of the ground, but she clearly relished that ground she got at uh, at yeah. uh, Mooney Valley. Valley. Yeah. I mean, you know, she's now three from five on heavy tracks, um, on good and soft tracks. I think she's she's three from twenty seven or something like that. So for me. Especially if if it does continue to improve, which the forecast suggests it will, uh, I think she's going to have to find a little bit to to challenge Nature Strip. But that win last time was very very good. Sounds like you're more against her, keen to lay her at the price there Absolutely. about that seven dollar mark. Um, I don't disagree with you there. Um, all right, I hope you can have a strong opinion here in the Champions Mile because I've got no idea. Race seven, six and a hundred meters, great race, absolutely superb race. We've got Private Eye offer a fantastic Nature Strip. Stakes win. Cascadian's airborne. You've got two horses from uh, the Cox Plate, Alligator Bud, Mr. Brightside racing well. Tuvalua for win. And my Oberon, smash the clock, huge win, three deep Mooney Valley last start when probably not even wound up. Um, airborne, <laughs> I, I found it very tricky. Which way are you leaning? Look, I think uh, personally Cascadian is flying. Yes. Absolutely flying. Um, that, that win over New Marion and Montefilia um, was massive in the Hill Stakes. We saw both of them come out and run terrific races in the Caulfield Cup. Yes. Um, came from a long way back too. Oh, it was a huge win. It was it was tremendous. I think that was, in my mind, a, a career peak for him. Yep. Um, even though he's a Group 1 winner, that was just sensational. Um, the Craven Plate. Okay, only beat Just Folk, who was second to Bartholomew Diaz. Is that the right form? Well, Just Folk was was giving Bartholomew Diaz five kilos on on Tuesday. So, um, Primito disappointing when he went to the Spring Champion at his next start. So, potentially more of a query there. But I feel like Cascadian, the way he's going, oh, I just I find it hard to go against him. I know Private Eye was very very good last week. Um, Private Eye at a mile, you know, he's two from three at a mile. Um, Alligator Blood's going to love getting back to the mile. Mr. Brightside's going to love getting back to the mile. Um, you've got horses, as you said, like Tuvalu, My Oberon, even Aegon coming off that win at Caulfield. So it is a cracking race. And and even a horse like Colding getting back on top of the ground, um, you know, was was a long way back last time, but getting up to a mile suits. But for me, I'm all about Cascadian here. I think Cascadian's going to get the right run. Um, from 11, I think he's going to be in the right spot, especially if they're swooping. Yes. And so you think they're getting wider. Exactly. And yep. and uh, I think that that's uh, the way James McDonald's riding at the moment as well. Um, to me, uh, Cascadian. Uh, the other thing too, when this race was a handicap, which has been changed away mm. for age this year, he's been beaten in this race three times by less than half length. Yeah. Um, you look at his, uh, you go through his track record and he hasn't had a win from seven starts, which is amazing, but he's run some unbelievable oh, races. It's it's a matter of time. And he's I run think second this... in a McKinnon behind Zaki. Yeah. He's third in a Cantala, obviously, um, well, last I, year. Yeah. I mean, I think, and, and as I say, I think he's been, uh, I'm just going to pull it up here because I, because when you look at the stats of him in the Cantala and especially he's, he's carried quite a bit of weight in the Cantala the last couple of years. And second to Yulong Prince in 2020. So it was third beaten, it was third beaten 0.3 lengths behind Fierce Impact in 2019. 19, uh, as you say, in 2020, beaten 0.2 lengths by uh, Yulong Prince, and then in uh, 2021, beat him by 0.3 of a length yeah. in 2019. And so there you go, and and then yeah, Superstorm last year by 0.2. So you know, it, it's it's only a matter of time before he gets that Flemington 1600 meter win, and and in the form he's in. I think this is the race. If ever there was a race that was ready-made for him, it's this race. Hawkins, very keen. Andrew on number three there, race seven, number three. Um, I, I really struggle with this race because I have a huge opinion. I think Private Eye's gone on another level. Now, mm-hmm. he ran second behind Alligator Blood in the Stradbroke, meets that horse 
um, two kilos better at the weights, maps well, private eye, Cascadians, airborne. Then you got my Oberon, who was reportedly, Annabelle Neesham said he probably wasn't wound up and fit, three-quarters fit with this being probably the aim. Come out, sat three wide and won very well, but does tie into Banker's Choice. So, But I, I, I loved it, my Oberon. I, I backed him and made him my best in the program on layback with Betfair um, before that Cox Plate day. One thing I will say, just because I didn't give you the Bartholomew Diaz tip, um, oh, here we go. My Oberon galloped with Bartholomew Diaz at Werribee the other day. Yeah. Absolutely smashed him. There you go. So, there's, a, there's some mail for you. So my Oberon. But you're still with Cascadian. Yeah, I'm still with Cascadian. Um, but my Oberon blinkers on first time as well. Um, or first Looks time the target. Down here. It, yeah, it, it, oh, this, is, this has definitely been the race. Um, it, it's the right race for him. Look, I, I couldn't put you off if you're backing I just, Oberon. I just don't want to be against my Oberon. So like, oh, I found it very hard to... to be keen on this race. All right, let's get to the champion stakes, 2,000 metres, race eight on the program. Another sensational, sensational group one race. It's basically Cox Plate field again. We've got I'm Thunderstruck taking on Animo. Mwanga was fantastic. Zaki stuck on okay in a Cox Plate. Wow, what a race. Uh, Animo's a, an out-and-out -out star of the turf. He's a champion. He's won Group ones is two-year-old, three-year-old, four-year-old. He's won Cox Plates. He arguably should have won last year's Cox Plate. Is he just the go-to selection for you in the uh, the Champion Stakes, mate? I've been waiting for him to get to Flemington. Uh, have you? As a two-year-old, I just I thought he would be the type who would just absolutely relish Flemington. And I think his last two starts down here in Melbourne have really shown, uh, have really led to me to think that that's even more so the case. Uh, he obviously got unbalanced there at Caulfield. The fact that he managed to win the Caulfield Stakes was a, a tremendous effort because uh, the way that he got off stride there, he was entitled to lose that race. Um, he was very good again at Mooney Valley, but he still looks, to my eye, to not quite be 100% right there. Yep. Um, and, and I know that quite a few people uh, who I trust as, as form analysts said he looked a half run short. He looks like he just is, is going to be... <laughs> Uh, turning up to That's Flemington, scary. it is. Well, yeah. absolutely, it's scary, and and I think this is the race. Um, this is the race. As I say, if I'm Thunderstruck was in the mile, I think I'd be very keen on him. Um, and I, I think he's fine at two thousand meters. I think he's proven that now. I think anyone mm. who had those stamina queries um, would probably be saying no. He's he's fine, but I just I think Animo at this at this trip um, at Flemington really sides to see what he can do. There you go, Hawkins with uh, Andrew with. The Cox Plate winner, number seven, Animo on top. I've lent the way of Unthunderstruck just at the price. Um, one's 210, 220, one's 450. Uh, Unthunderstruck meets Animo one kilo better for that Cox Plate run. Obviously ties in. I thought he's been fantastic. Flemington record's fantastic. Uh, he ran the fastest 12, 10, 8, 6, 4, and 2 of the Cox Plate. He charged late. It was a really good run. Six fastest final 200 metres of the day, if you don't mind, Hawkins. Um, Hawk over 2040. It's a huge run. I think he's going really well. I just, at the, the odds, I'm happy to be with on Thunderstruck. I think the big track suits. Uh, I like the fact that he's drawn eight. I think it's a perfect barrier for him. He can wind up down the outside, blend into the race at Flemington and come with a big run. And if Animo's over the top or had enough, or if there's any doubts, I, I think on Thunderstruck's there to win. So. He's the way all side. Just quick question though, what do you what do you make of these other form lines of of like the the three year olds coming through and also the New Zealand form as well? I anyone who watches this show and and listens to me on, on SEN or whatnot, I really 
like looking for different form lines, mm. especially when they're all intertwined. I think, yeah, go looking for different form lines. I just struggled to do that here. Yeah. I think the Cox Plate form, we've <laughs> seen the, the Melbourne Cup when it comes through it. Um, no, pretty I mean, handy I'm, form. I agree. That's the, the, I was thinking the same thing. When I was looking at it, I'm going, I'm, I'd love to have found the three-year-olds. Yeah. Still not convinced that the three-year-olds are... As a group, yeah, a strong group. I mean that that um, everyone said when they were two year olds they weren't strong, and then they come out with three year olds and yeah. mixing form. There's no standout. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean it's it's and and then I look at a horse like Mustang Valley, um, who's sort of come across. Uh, she's come from nowhere. She was midfield in a lot of their their three year old races over in New Zealand last season. Um, finished second to La Creek who I was disappointed by in the Empire Rose. I thought she should have been winning that Empire Rose La Creek. Yeah. And um but that said she won the Livermore Classic Mustang Valley beating Defibrillate by six lengths and Defibrillate won a group three over over in New Zealand yesterday. Um horse that we know quite well over here. Yep. Um so yeah, I look I, again I think the Cox Bay form is the right form, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see this race. It's going to be a great race. They're the features. I'll ask you your best bet on the program in a minute, uh, Hawk. But um, just a couple of bits of data. Your horse, Bartholomew Diaz, $54 on Cup Day, BSP. Uh, huge. Hit 67s in play shortly after jump. Um, the- Actually, he would be a great in-play horse, Bartholomew Diaz, because he always is out the back. He's yep. always, And that's the way he has to be ridden. He has to be, has to be I think Tommy Berry put it yesterday, he has to be, He's a momentum horse. You've just got to let him Do roll into it. And yeah, if you try to try to put him into the race early, he, he just doesn't respond. So a huge overlay compared to uh, corporates as well mm. there, Bartholomew Diaz. Um, it was a bloodbath for many punters on Cup Day. Hawk, BSP uh, average was $25, if you don't Ooh. mind. So the bookies had the lot there. Uh, before we get to best bets, I want to just ask you about market intelligence. Mm-hmm. Um we see and we advise people to watch Betfair late, Betfair live. Um, I love watching the markets and I, it's something that I've changed the way I bet um, in the last three to five years compared to back previously. I bet late. Mm. I use as much uh, info as I can until they jump mm-hmm. and I bet late generally. Uh, how do you find market intelligence? Are you backing firmers, drifters, you're looking for certain things. I, I think it's a, it's a key factor. I think it's one of those factors that you like to see that market confidence and that that intelligence coming through uh, because clearly you are seeing a, a push from somewhere. Now again, that might sometimes be misguided, uh, but at least you know that there is market confidence there. Now, do I get off if there is a uh, a significant drifter? Not always, but it is always a cause for concern, and it makes me then reassess what am I doing, where am I looking, um, and and I think it is a crucial factor. I think Betfair is one of those tools that is so important to any better, especially if you are betting into the exchange. Yep. But but if you're on track, it's fantastic to watch just to see how the market's reacting and how the market's responding. And I think that's the thing: the 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 markets. Uh, in general, are moved by what's happening on Betfair, so I think it's very, very critical, and it, it allows any uh, any better to be able to actually have that that ability there to see what's happening live, to be able to react and respond, and and to me, it's just absolutely critical. Yeah. Now we've seen last carnival, like the likes of Espiona, absolutely smashed mm. um, on the fair. We saw Hitotsu smashed in the Derby. Fangirl was well supported. Um, they all came out and won extremely well. Uh, I, there's certain things that I look for. If, if a horse is drifting, mm. generally I like to know why they're drifting. Um, so they might be debutantes. They might not have the data because a lot of the data guys they might not have run time, but they might've been uh, trialing the house down. So you often find horses that are trialing well or new or haven't got the, the, 
body of work in terms of data, they get taken on by the market. Mm. And I often bet and the drift mm. with those type of horses. If I signed something that improved four or five lengths of a trial prior to last campaign, the, the market probably hasn't caught up to that data a lot of the times so they might be willing to take it on and might get out to a silly price and you back the drift. Um, obviously, I do a lot of work with trials. So stuff like that. Map, if if there's bias and maps, you just set your price. Um, obviously, late in the day, if there's pattern and stuff, horses can drift and because of simple things like maps. So you just got to be aware of why horses are drifting. And I think that's that's so crucial. As you say, it, it's a tool. It's not it's not the be all and end yep. all. And as you say, if you can if you can identify why a horse is firming or why they're drifting. Uh, it's then it then helps to be able to figure out okay if there is an unexpected firm or drift, then you go looking for what are the what's the reason for this and and often that's where you'll you'll get your biggest advantage from following betters uh, from from following firmers or drifters uh, through betfair. I like promising success on Tuesday. She drifted and probably solely because she drew inside. It mm. wasn't the place to be. That's why she drifted. It's not because mm. she might have paraded barely. She wasn't off or. They and that's the way it proved in the in the run. You know, she was down in the in the inferior uh, part of the track, correct. and uh, that was that was all she wrote. So that's you just got to be smart. That's why I bet late. So that's a little piece on market intelligence. Um, Hawk, just repeat your best bet on Stakes Day or Champions Day. Who are you with in the three features, and other any other bets? In the three features, champion sprint, nature strip for me. Uh, I think he's an out-and-out champion. I think we'll get to see him uh, prove that that case yep. there, which we already knew anyway, but uh, good to see him win the first champion sprint under the new moniker. Uh, Cascadian, I, I really, really like him in the in the champion's mile. Uh, in the champion stakes, uh, for me, it is all about Animo. Uh, again, they're, they're three horses that are going to be well found by the market, but they're three horses that I think are deservedly so uh, found by the market. Um uh, elsewhere on the card, tough uh, day. It is now. I didn't tell me you found something. Well, I didn't give you Bartholomew Diaz the other oh, day. Oh, here we go. Uh, Highclere does have great house running in the Queen's Cup. Uh, I've had a, actually quite a few messages from people going, "Why did you pull him out of the uh, out of the the Lexus the Archer yes. the other day?" And uh, look, Chris Waller, genius. He makes all the decisions. Uh, we we have very little input, and yeah. uh, you you wouldn't want to have that input. He he knows what he's doing. Reckon he knows a bit more about training horses than you. Oh, mate. anyone does, but <laughs> but Chris Waller especially. Yeah. Um, but but look, he's a horse that has struggled a little bit on on softer ground. We saw that in the Caulfield Cup, and so they decided to wait a week, hoping that the track would improve. Uh, he had, did gallop last week with Solcom at uh, at Flemington. Uh, they breakfast with the stars, and to me, just completely outworked Solcom. Um, Solcom is the favourite here coming off that run in uh, the Melrose. Uh, it was a win in the Melrose Handicap at York. Uh, I think there's a lot of good judges tipping Solcom. Uh, he's very, very short at the moment. Um, I think from when, when I last had a look, it was 2.8 or, or so on Betfair. And uh, I must say, you'd be mad to let Great House go around without you if you are backing Solcom. So there you go. make sure to have something Solid on Great push. House. Race four, number four, Great House, maybe each way play on Betfair.com to the Absolutely. youth for Hawk. Uh, I haven't really, oh, I found it very tough. Nature Strip for me in the uh, Champions Sprint, no idea in the Champions Mile. I love my Oberon. She's, he's one of mine now, but uh, I don't want to be against him here and I don't really want to be against uh, with uh, against the others either. So it's very tough. I'm Thunderstruck. I think it's the best 
better value in the Champion Stakes, uh, the Group 1 over 2,000 metres. I think that's all, mate. Big, huge, huge week. Thanks for joining me. Oh, look, it's been great to be down here. Great to be with you. And uh, I'm sure we'll be doing this again soon, hopefully finding the Melbourne Cup winner next year. I'm sure you'll get an invite next year, mate. But maybe in the autumn you can come down and keep me company again. That'd oh, be brilliant. Well, that's good. And we're having to wait 12 months. I know no, six months even better. Correct. We'll get you back as soon as we can. Thanks for joining us on Layback with Betfair. Hope you've had a massive week. And uh, don't forget to gamble responsibly. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858.